Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Train Happy Podcast with me, Tally Rye. This is the podcast that helps you have a feel-good relationship with fitness, food, and body image. I am so excited to bring the podcast back. We are bigger and better than ever. Wait till you see the videos of this episode. We've got a swanky new studio. I've got Lucy, the producer, in my ears. And we're all round. Just had a bit of a redesign and a reboot. So I'm really excited to get your feedback on the podcast. Now we are back. So this week's guest is a return guest. We are joined by Sasha Polari, who you may know as a content creator, a makeup artist, and someone who specializes in bridal makeup, the Filter Drop campaigner, and a recent bride to talk about this topic of weddings and body image pressure. I think Sasha's the best person to talk to about this. She got married a few months ago and has really been on a roller coaster of a journey between getting engaged in 2018 to her wedding in 2022. We really talked about everything. I I think we covered so many topics around body image pressures, around movement, our relationship with food, as well as what's important about a wedding and a marriage. And so I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I do want to add that there is a trigger warning for this episode. We do talk about dieting and intentional weight loss. And if you're not in the headspace to hear that, I want you to just give this episode a miss. Before we get into that conversation, however, it is time for this week's Train Happy Trooper of the Week. And I'm really excited because this is a new thing we're doing. You can send us your voice note on WhatsApp sharing your train happy moment. So here is this week's train happy trooper. Hi train happy podcast. My name's Katie. I'm 32 and I'm a mum of a one-year-old and a three-year-old. And three months ago, I discovered powerlifting. Um, I'd always done a little bit of jogging and quite a lot of yoga over the last few years. But really, if I'm honest, a lot of it was motivated by you know aesthetic goals and the goal of weight loss. And I've been working really hard for years to improve my relationship with food and to unlearn diet culture. But it's been really tricky, especially after the huge body changes that come with having children. But when I discovered powerlifting, it has just completely transformed my relationship with my body and with food. So I now carry myself with so much confidence. My posture is amazing, I guess, from these you know heavy compound movements. And the bonus is I can carry both my children in my arms, which is probably a combined weight of about 25 kilos and just not even feel uncomfortable, which is great for (laughs) everyday life. And with food, you know, you have to have to eat your food in order to gain strength and muscle. 
So I am really enjoying eating my food and prioritizing rest so that I can actually get stronger, which is something I've never really been able to get my head around before. So if I could do anything, I would just recommend to all women out there and, and you know, and anybody of any gender, lifting is amazing and you should totally give it a try. Thanks. Bye. Katie, I love that train happy moment. And I think what an inspiring message to send to people to try weightlifting. And you know what? This actually kind of comes up in this week's conversation with Sasha as well. So I feel like if you potentially inspired to go and lift some weights, I hope Katie has given you the oomph to go give it a try. Of course, we would love to hear your train happy moment and we would love to feature you as train happy trooper of the week so if you would like to send us a voice note or send us a text via whatsapp text us on 075 or you can dm us at train happy podcast and make sure you're following us there as well and we would love to hear from you Sasha, welcome to the Train Happy Podcast. It's your second time here. I'm so pleased to have you here, especially to talk about today's topic around body image and weddings and just all that stuff. It's been the most requested topic I've had. And I feel like Has you it? are- Yeah. That really surprises you, me. Well, I think because obviously I got engaged. Yeah. And off the back of that, everyone was like, I hadn't spoken about this stuff before because obviously it wasn't relevant to me and- but oh my goodness a whole can of worms has been opened and I feel like you've just been through it and everything so you're the perfect person to talk to about this thank you so I did mention obviously a huge thing has happened in your life since you were last here you finally got married finally and it was a long old road to get there (laughs) it was it was four years we got engaged in 2018 and obviously COVID delayed it by two years so we got married in May 2022 just Oh, and and I mean, we've had our own massive catch up about this on a personal <laughs> level. But what was that roller coaster over four years like? Because speaking as friends, it was a roller coaster. Oh God, like, do you think you've changed in six months? Mm. Imagine four years. And then on top of that, you've got a relationship to change in four years. And what you want from a wedding and finance commitments and so much can change and has changed for us in four years. I wouldn't recommend that for anyone getting engaged, having a a gap that long, because you commit to something and then you're like, well, I've committed to it now, so what can I do about it? I know it sounds awful, but I'm glad it's done now because I feel like so much of my brain space was taken up by this wedding. Not just like the excitement, but the COVID postponing it and all of that stress and people have paid money and what if they lose their flight money and there were so many thoughts surrounding it and for those thoughts to continue for four years it was just kind of exhausting so by the time it came I was like thank god. I suppose one of the key things I wanted to talk to you about today especially on the whole wedding journey is because between that kind of 2018 time And I know that you were on your own sort of personal body image journey and yeah, we're kind of like making progress with stuff, but kind of still very early days, very early days to now. I mean, you had your whole filter drop campaign. You have changed the way we use filters online and how we're allowed to use filters in ads, especially advertising makeup and stuff, which is huge. And I just think, I mean, the person I met 
in 2017 to now it's like insane the growth and we truly love to see it and so I know that there's been a whole kind of personal journey that you've been on you know since I met you then leading up to the wedding but then pile on the pressure of a wedding onto all of that and like I said at the beginning you know I feel like this whole can of worms has been opened and there's this whole extra pressure on brides especially to attain this super high standard of looking the best you ever looked. And I think you and I know diet culture equates that to being the thinnest you've ever looked or being the immaculate immaculate version of yourself. Yeah, there needs to be like not a single hair out of place. That's the pressure that's put on you. So how was all of that, reckoning all of that, I'm sure it all intertwined, that body image stuff that you were working on anyway, then getting engaged and then going through the last four years of preparing for a wedding. I mean, this is a huge question, but this is what we're here to talk about. So you, you go. (laughs) So I think obviously 2017, middle of 2017 was when I personally decided enough is enough. I'm not dieting anymore. I am who I am. I have got to try and make peace with this now because it's killing me. Mm. So we met 2017 November. I got engaged January 2018. So not a lot have had been done by then. I remember the last two years a lot more than the two years previous to that, obviously. But also I think that's where the most growth has happened. Mm. So I would say when we got engaged I remember thinking like I'm not going to change like for my wedding dress like I am who I am all of that but I also remember feeling conflicted with those thoughts because I wasn't I hadn't developed my own journey really I hadn't gone that far down into it didn't have a continuous journey with exercise my relationship with food was just about getting there so it was really, really early days. And I would I would probably say that getting engaged didn't do that much to my mindset. The biggest thing for me was obviously COVID, which mm. I think a lot of people will relate to. The change that I went through mentally, physically for those two years are what really challenged me. So I found my wedding dress in 2019 and I it wasn't something I was looking forward to doing. I didn't want to go, I've, I've never enjoyed clothes shopping anyway for body related Im- uh, reasons, but I never wanted to go and try on wedding dresses because I knew they weren't going to fit me. I knew they'd have to use a piece of fabric behind in my back to close it up because all standard sizes are like, if you're not a size eight, then it's not going to fit you. It wasn't even like a personal thing. I just didn't want to put myself through it. Mm-hmm. It would be like someone saying, oh, do you mind coming shopping with me to a size eight only store when you're not a size eight? It's just like, why on earth would you want to do that? And that was my perception of trying on wedding dresses. So I eventually found my dress in 2019. I loved it. But I still remember feeling thoughts of, but I will lose a bit of weight. So it will look a bit better. And that was in 2019. My attachment to my dress was quite sentimental because my Greek grandmother, the dress was named after her nickname. Mm. So it, there were a few like moments that I did have that those moments that everyone does. And I don't think that's another pressure that should be on, but I personally did with this dress. When I tried it on in February, 2020, thinking I was going on my Hindu in two weeks and getting married in May, the dress fit me like a glove. Like I'd never felt more confident. 
I thought I looked amazing. I felt amazing. I loved everything about the dress. Me and my best woman went and had a drink after and we were like, Hendy's in two weeks. Like, can you believe it? Yeah, yeah, I can. But, you know, have you heard about all this COVID stuff? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then lo and behold, two weeks later, we're in lockdown. So that didn't happen. And initially we were like, right, okay, we'll postpone the wedding to next year. And then we had to do that again. What my body image went through in those two years and my relationship with food, the way that those things were challenged were huge. And I don't think it's a personal thing. I think absolutely everybody had that. Even if you're like so far developed on self-love and anti-diet culture, I truly believe that diet culture is so ingrained in us, especially Mm. our generation, that there's always going to be things I'm going to have to unpick. So I'll think something and I'll be like, "Mm, wow, fuck, why did I feel like that? Like I need to, to take that back. So the beginning of lockdown, I was right. I'm still exercising. I'm not doing this. Like I'm not going to let everything, I'm not going to let myself go. I did, I actually did Alice Living's workouts all the time in the beginning of lockdown. I was starting to cook a lot. And that first lockdown, everything kind of felt great. I remember feeling physically like really fit and kind of how I always expected to feel before a wedding, like your absolute best mm-hmm. in every way. Not mentally though, but like I just hadn't addressed it. And then it just went downhill, I think the mental side of lockdown, eating more, not moving. I can't be asked, what all is this for? Like, are we even gonna ever have a life again? Like the wedding just like wasn't even important. So obviously like everyone, I put on weight and working through that post pandemic opening up with a date booked was quite a lot. But in turn, my wedding day, I felt the most confident I've ever felt And I was bigger than that first time that I thought was the most confident I'd ever felt. And I had put on weight, but I think the mental transformation for me and who I am as a person just trumped it. Like, I don't think I cared enough about how I looked to someone because of how I felt, if that makes sense. And did you feel that pressure yourself to reach a certain beauty standard or like you say, to be immaculate? Did you feel that was yourself? Did you feel that was David? Did you feel that was... Or did you almost feel that was like a social media thing? Obviously you've got presence online. You feel like everyone has these high expectations of what you're gonna look like because you're showing these photos and things to be on just your family and friends. So were there layers to the pressure or do you feel like the overarching thing was this kind of beauty standard that is so deep in diet culture? I think, not David, no pressures from David at all, but from society, from myself, from the wedding industry, Mm. insane pressure. And I spoke about it quite a lot. I was like, the pressures are mad. Like, should I be having facials? What what facial should I get? Like, I've never had facials religiously, so why am I doing it now? Like, and the problem is with with the wedding industry is you... And we should preface this by saying, you used to work in the wedding industry pre doing all your work online you were a bridal makeup artist so yeah. you already saw firsthand I thought I knew it all the wedding initiative <laughs> yeah you were probably knew more than most about yeah. what you were getting into yeah and I think it's just hard I think people I saw how a lot of brides pinned their entire happiness on this one day this will be the best day of my life mm. this will be the happiest day of my life I will never get these moments again and 
that pressure, just even that language yeah. is a lot, Yeah. <laughs> right? So we like, just a little side note, we had a Friday night party and then we had the wedding on the Sunday. I actually enjoyed them both equally, like in different parts. I had my 30th birthday, the year of us getting married and I had a party at the house and I like cleared the lounge, did a huge long table. I had loads of family and friends. That was also equally a really fantastic time where I had moments of feeling the same way I felt on my wedding day. And I think that attitude is something I never thought I'd experience. If you'd have said that to me in 2018, but like, uh, no, this will be the best day of my life and I will look better than I've ever looked before. I'm excited by like, what if I look better in six months? What if I look better when I'm 45? Mm. I don't want that pressure. And what I'm finding interesting is you saying, I look better because I feel just more steadfast in who I am. Exactly. who you are rather than kind of what you look like. And it sounds so cliche and obviously we've done several conversations about body image in the past on this podcast and I will drive it home until I'm blue in the face you know like the more we place our value on who we are rather than what we look like what we look like is so changeable and will fluctuate so much because look pandemics happen yeah stuff like up that is completely outside ourselves happen that if we start trying to base our self-worth on that then that is shaky ground yeah and I don't believe that you will ever feel your happiest if that's what you're going to base your worth on Mm. if you truly believe that this is going to be the best you've ever looked the best day of your life but you're not going to do any of the work on who you are as a person what your values are what your relationship means to you then what are you doing it all for I wasn't even ready to marry David in 2020 like I really don't think I was ready to get married. Mm. I have, I come from a family of divorced parents and a, a family of divorced people. So I hadn't even worked through those things yet. Do you know what I mean? But come 2022, that day, it was fantastic and it was amazing. But I hope that I feel those things in two months, in three months. Like I don't want to ever pin all of my existence of happiness on this one day. And I think that's where so many brides go wrong I get it but I think that's where you can go wrong and I love what you said about I'm kind of already reminding myself and I've I've even said to Jack my now fiance that Mm -hmm. you know before we get married like I want to do couples therapy with you I want to work on starting a marriage because there's the wedding which is the celebration and then there's the marriage which is really what you're both entering into yeah and what you want to make last and work for you, you as a couple so I think it's crazy. Obviously, that's probably far less profitable than telling you which facial to get, you know, what's the best tan for your wedding day, whatever else, all the different things are like, this is the eyebrow shape you need. That's a lot more tangible for people to spend their money on and do that, but actually investing in yourself and how you show up in your relationship and that relationship, like, surely that's the goal. Yeah, exactly. And I I know for a fact, like I said, David and I are very, very different. The wedding, we did have this big, huge grand wedding in Sicily and we, there wasn't Which, any- ugh, just looks stunning, by the way. <laughs> Sasha's wedding, by the way, is like half of my Pinterest board. That's what I'm gonna show. Like I'm fully on board with everything you did. So- Oh, thank you. Nothing, there wasn't anything I would change if I was you. <laughs> but even that scale wedding, I saw I I look back now and I saw it had got to David in a different way. I feel like he was stressed by the grandness of it and mm. the 
shown us a bit because like people say oh it looked like a film it looked like something out of a film that's very me isn't it like I live my life as if I'm the main character David is not like that David lives his life as if he's like behind the camera and I live my life as if I'm in front of it Mm. so the pressures came through differently I was like stress and chaos and oh my god everything and I think he was like internalizing it all and I think that now it's gone that is why our relationship is so incredible I mean my I I know I said to you off camera but my relationship now is the best it's ever been in the whole eight years we've been together and I've never felt more in love like I feel more in love with him now than when I got engaged do you Mm. know what I mean I actually feel more in love with him now than when we got married what do you feel's changed in that time like what do you feel do you think that's a part of you that it's sinking in that you did get married I think the I think the pandemic obviously realigned so many values for people it really did make us see life differently it changed our perspective on stuff it made us realize what we want to prioritize and what we don't we just happened to have the commitment of the wedding we'd planned whilst all of this stuff was changing that's why it got so stressful towards the end and then now it's gone it's like we can go back to living those Mm those like values and living how we've changed through the pandemic because it has changed us. It's changed pretty much everyone I know. And how have you felt since the wedding? Like we caught up maybe like a month ago and you were like telling me everything about your wedding because I just need, I'm gonna like share some links when this comes out because in my eyes, Sasha's wedding was like the pictures. It looks like it could have been in vogue. Like that's the level, like your photographer, insane I know you're both of you looked oh it's so amazing and when I should say when it came out I was on holiday (laughs) I say when it came out like I'm your biggest (laughs) you're the biggest celebrity and I'm your biggest fan but I was on holiday with my best friend Abby who who people know as curvy living online and who will no doubt make an appearance on this podcast soon and we were on holiday and we were refreshing Instagram like every hour on the hour like she uploaded it and when she did I just went which is classic me I just gasped because I always gasp for like so dramatic I was like oh, it's amazing um and yeah I just couldn't get over it Bless like the you. fact that it's not featured in Vogue weddings yet I don't know what they're don't know what they're doing I don't know what they're doing oh thank you but how have you felt since the wedding I know you're saying you were both better than ever as a relationship I know when we spoke uh, like four weeks ago ish you were depressed yeah you I I mean but they talk about the kind of post-wedding blues and it felt like you were from like you were in a place of you know uh, comparison which I at the time when you're telling me that I was like what are you on about you've just had like the wedding of the year like come on these like I said these photos should be in Vogue weddings and you said like I I'm finding it so hard to not compare myself to all the other people who are getting married online right now. Yeah. Tell us about that if you want to. (laughs) Which is so unlike me. I've never really been a comparing type of person. It's always been very much like internal things that I felt. Even with body image and stuff, I've not, not necessarily compared myself to other people, but wondered why I didn't look like I I guess that is comparing I can't explain it I've just just never really been my personality on the lead up to the wedding I definitely was stressed there was a lot going on we had a lot of external stress financial stress the stress of the fact that I didn't know if my dress fit there was just you name it there was stress coming at us in every way and I'm very much I'm a perfectionist I'm creative I care about the little details of everything if you ask me to write your name like I if I don't like the handwriting I'll rewrite your name do you know what I mean I'm annoying like that so sometimes to my own detriment I 
remember having conversations with Cheska, who is my best woman, like, oh, I'm gonna get a dress designed for like the evening part. Tally, my dress arrived from every online store you could ever think of seven days before I was due to fly. <laughs> like it just was not me. So when I say chaos, I mean like chaos, but I'm not really used to leaving the tiny details to the, that, like I care about them so much. So when the wedding was over, we had the most amazing two weeks because we'd spent two weeks out in Sicily with all of the people that we love. We'd had this amazing day. Everyone was just like, oh my God, it was the best day ever. And then we got home and I was like, fuck, why didn't I, why didn't I do that? What, oh shit, should I have done that? Why didn't I do that? Because I'd had all the stress cleared and I was back to like doing what I'm good at. And that is the little details and- But analyzing it, almost over analyzing it. Yeah, I I remember thinking the shade of my pink flowers were a bit pink actually. I don't think I would have them that pink. What on earth (laughs) is wrong with you? It's just not me. It's just not me to be like that. But I think the emotions of being so heightened back to, Mm. right. Take the bins out. Literally. Yeah. I was like, what on earth has just happened? Because there is, you know, I know, I understand why people say it's the best day of your life. I get that. But it was all the emotions that surround it, the love, the sadness, the happiness, the laughter, the memories, seeing people that you just don't really ever see that often next to someone you never thought they would meet and they're all people you love and they've all got that common ground that they love you back. It's a lot to kind of like process. Mm. So yeah, when we came back, I was crazy. I literally said to Cheska, I was like, should I have had my hair like that? She was like, are you stupid? Like you literally sweat when it's air conditioned. Why would you have your hair any other way? Like it was had- sleep. Sleek, it was actually bun. how I've got it today, yeah. like sleek center parting low bun. She was like, "What well, did you think you're gonna have your hair down and look like Hagrid after half an hour? And I'm like, yeah, no, you're right. Just crazy stuff, like yeah. just really wasn't like me. And obviously it's May, isn't it? So everyone and their mum's getting married and everyone's posting it on social media. So natural thing, what you do when people post their best bits on social media, you compare them to yours. Yeah, I think it is so natural. And I'm sure other brides or grooms or people listening may have had the same experience you know like they may have compared as well one thing obviously we have to talk about whilst you're here before we get to uh, people's questions is how movement played a role in your like prep for the wedding and post wedding as well because I know that you kind of found the gym this year I did. And that was being a big, <laughs> for people listening, Sasha gave a nice big flex. <laughs> yeah, what was that like? I know you said before, like pre-COVID, you found it hard to find consistency with stuff. So how was it kind of finding the gym this year? And what was different about the intention behind moving this time than in the past? So my, I don't think I've ever been consistent with movement post-drama school. Before drama school and during drama school, it was always dancing and that was something I loved. So it never felt Mm. like a chore. It was easy to stay active and moving when you're doing something that brings you so much happiness. From the minute I left drama school until I found my personal trainer, Kelly, I just have flicked and changed and switched and had really bad relationships with stuff so you know there's been a period of my life where I'm convincing everyone that I love running and I absolutely hated running we've all been there I was the slimmest I've ever been because obviously I'm running all the time like ruined my calves ruined my arches my feet 
so all of my relationships with exercise through that time was really turbulent when we were going into the into lockdown obviously I was doing the workouts online I was really motivated kind of oh this is fun but didn't really have much knowledge really doing my running doing my walking and then it just dwindled down to I can't even be asked to sit up let alone get up and walk so finding out the other the other end of it when we came out I did the whole go to the gym and try and do a couple of workouts and then I was like I was reluctant to get a personal trainer because my relationships with personal trainers were to put me on a brown rice diet and you can't even have salt and pepper um you need to track your calories we need before and after photos so I was really reluctant to do that can I just say a side note that is to me, everything that is so wrong with the fitness industry, because that's the um, that's interesting that that's your immediate association with a pe- personal trainer is the food stuff. Yeah. When that is so out of our remit, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's like a makeup artist telling you how to do your hair. Like, but I it's think they they're one of that. There's overlap, but the the level of detail which which they can help you with is like yeah. You know. I think I got PTSD from those rice days. I don't blame you. I, do I haven't even brown you. rice since, to be fair. I don't even care how many nutrients are in it. I don't <laughs> care. So Kelly actually messaged me when I was doing bits of making it up in the gym. She messaged me and she said, like, if you ever need anything, like, let me know. So I clicked on her page and I was like, oh, cute. She's a female only trainer. Like, that looks fun. But my in my head, my thought would probably like, it's another thing to engage with. It's another thing to learn. It's another thing to research. Can't be asked. And then I think she did it a couple of times. And at this point I was toying with the idea of perhaps getting personal training. And I remember walking into the gym that I was a mem- member of and there was a, there was the bike machines and there was a sign and it said, cycle off your custard cream. <gasps> and it's a sign I was like, ew, that's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, I was fuming. So I was like, he- to hell am I paying any of these personal trainers to train me if they're allowing that to be on the board to walk past them so I was like well, I'm not getting personal training anyway someone then recommended me Kelly and I was like oh I think she's messaged me then I messaged her and I said look I think I want to I'm not sure blah blah, blah. Like, very reluctant to do that I was like I cannot have fitness talk I can't sorry I can't have calorie talk I can't do any of that because it will spiral me back bearing in mind at the same time I knew I had this dress that I wanted to wear. I knew I was getting married and I knew I wanted to feel 10 times better than I felt, but I also did not want to go back. Like I vowed to myself in 2017, I wasn't gonna do that. So I don't, didn't want to even engage in the chat because I thought if we start, then I'll just be triggered into falling Mm -hmm. down that, that hole. She was like such a huge part to play in me finding a love for weight training and training in the way that I do now. She respected everything that I said. She said, we don't need to do this. We don't need to do that. She said for her personal records, like as in for her to see progress, just to check that we're like doing something right. All she cared about was how I feel. So she would say like, how have you felt this week towards food? Or how have you felt this week towards exercise? And that was it. Just the way she trained me without without any other focus other than how I felt is when everything shifted and it's the strongest I've ever been Mm. probably the best I've ever looked as well in terms of not the slimmest because I no longer equate that to being the Mm. best I've ever looked but I feel so much fitter and stronger that that then makes me feel like I look the best I've ever looked do you feel like you almost hold yourself differently because you have more confidence in what your body's able to do 
rather than you know like oh, all the cool stuff you're doing because i've seen yeah. you doing like your pull-ups and stuff it's Do you ridiculous feel like, what getting- it does to your head like i get it yesterday we were at ikea and david was like oh, i might need your help i was like what would you do if your wife wasn't strong though <laughs> lifting up literally i was like squatting engaging my core lifting up this really heavy box and it just feels amazing i've never had that before the only goal i've ever had is to fit into a size smaller or to do you know what I mean? Mm. And all of my goals now are based on strength, lifting heavier, being fitter, feeling faster. Do you know what I mean? That it's, that's how I feel. It's the train happy way, Sasha. It is the train happy way. I do also just want to preface that chat by saying that I'm very fortunate enough to be able to pay for personal training. It's a huge expense, but it's an expense for me that I choose over very like a lot of other things. So I would choose I would choose this over buying new clothes. I would choose this over if I was compromised going on 10 holidays, like I really would prioritize that. And what's the impact been on your kind of mental health as well? Because I suppose there's undoubtedly huge overlap there. Massively. I think, I mean, it's scientifically proven, isn't it? The endorphins, like it is just a thing. I'm very much a morning person. Like from the minute I wake up, I, if I open my eyes, I'm ready to crack on. Like there's no deliberating whether I should get up or not. So I have to train in the morning to be the best. Like for me, I have to feel the best. However, I've recently done a couple of classes of her evening like HIIT classes, which are a combination of body weight and weights. Also female only makes a massive difference. That Mm. really has helped. But I've noticed after a full day of food and a lot of water, I'm actually quite energized for it as well. Yeah, I... I've you t- any- I used to teach spin classes or like a half seven in the morning and then like a seven in the evening. And the half seven in the morning, it was a struggle. Yeah. And then by the, the evening one, I was literally just, it was like my tank was full, my energy tank. And then I was ready to go. And it was like, I was a draw cell bunny and I could just go and go and go and push myself a lot more. Yeah. It's so interesting. And I think it is, like you say, a full day of food in your belly. Yeah. Ready to go. And I think as well, now the wedding's not there and having the dress hovering was a, it was a pressure and it was a pressure I put on myself because I was so adamant this dress was Mm -hmm. special and I wanted to wear it. But my relationship with food suffered so much in the pandemic that actually I, I found it bizarre that today it happened on a day when I saw you, I went into prep to get lunch because I was hungry. And I was like toying with what to get. I really fancied something like salty. But then I saw the salads and I was like, oh, should I have a salad? And I was like, no, I'm going to have what I want. So I picked up the salty sandwich that I want. The rye bread salt sandwich or something. 10 out of 10 recommend. Picked up that. And then because that was like what I wanted, I then picked up my drink and a pot of fruit, not because the fruit, I felt like I couldn't have crisp, but because I'd got what I'd wanted. So I felt like I made this really intuitive decision to have my lunch as I wanted it today. I feel like so satisfied from it. I had what I wanted. I had what my body was asking Mm. me for. And that was like, it was like a really enlightening moment for me that I feel like I finally aligned the two. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because food has always been my biggest crux, so. It was, yeah, I love that that happened on a day seeing you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> I love that you're getting to a good place with both these things. And you know what? I We did have some questions come in and one of them is about the dress thing. So I thought it came in from someone anonymously, but they came in via our WhatsApp and it says, hi, I recently got married myself. So this is really interesting to me. For the most part, diet culture or the pressure to lose weight didn't really get to me at all. However, I did find myself intentionally dieting in the couple of months leading up to my wedding, purely because I bought my dress a year or so in advance. When I bought my dress, I was working part-time and had loads of time to exercise and cook for myself. But since then, I took on a busy job, which left me absolutely exhausted and limited time to exercise or cook. My body changed as a result of this, which I'm absolutely fine with, but I was left with the conundrum of having a dress that I loved that didn't fit as I wanted to, and I couldn't repurchase in a bigger size as it was a limited edition, so I felt the only option I had was to try and change my body to fit it. I mentally coped okay with this because I knew it was for a limited time and reason, but I know for other people this isn't an option mentally. Part of having a more intuitive relationship with food and movement is accepting your body isn't a static being and will change shape and size all the time. But when you have a big event with a huge focus on the dress and often purchasing it quite far in advance, I'm interested in thoughts on how to manage this in a mentally healthy way. And I really love this question because I know it was something you went through yourself and I thought, oh my goodness, what a great opportunity to talk about this because I think I'm going to give my two cents and then feel free, please, I'd love to hear your experience because you've actually been through it. But I think there has to be shades of grey in these conversations and there there has to be. I actively as a trainer, as a professional, will not, do not co-sign intentional weight loss. Because I know, just if I was working with someone, that's not what I feel comfortable doing, just because I know of the the ramifications and all the rest of it. However, there are these situations that people get put in where they feel almost backed into a corner. And I know you spoke about your dress and I and you've told me before about the sentimental value that you had to it and you know it has such a strong significance to you that it was so important and we've all had and I'm sure this person did as well if they recently got married like the similar situation of living through COVID and all that stuff so how do we do it in a in a approach it in like a healthy way and I say this with interest and I'm, I'm intrigued to hear your answer because I don't know what I think, essentially. Yeah. But I haven't been through it. So I'd love to hear from someone who has been through it. I kind of feel the same. There's so many gray areas about the relationship I had with that dress. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I want to say is, I think a COVID bride will have the additional very rare pressure that they bought a dress pre-COVID and they wanted to, for whatever reason, keep that dress post COVID. Mm -hmm. Obviously a lot of cases you could have it changed and altered to fit you perfectly without compromising it. If that was an option for me, that's 100% what I would have done. Does that mean that aside from getting married, I didn't want to 
work towards my relationship with food and exercise again no I still wanted to do that so the two things were like coexisting Mm -hmm. really I had this dress that didn't fit me but I knew I wanted to wear it I knew I didn't even have the energy to find another one and the other thing is some people don't have the financial freedom to just sell their dress because they won't get what they paid for it and then buy another one. My mum had purchased that dress for me. It was a very special thing for her. We had a special day. The memories surrounding that dress, again, probably pressure, but whatever it is, is what it is. I knew I wanted to wear that dress. At the same time, I did want to sort my relationship and my balance back out after COVID. It's difficult for me because there were moments on the lead up to the wedding where I even acknowledged some things I was doing perhaps wasn't healthy. I think me and my trainer have both discussed that I was perhaps under eating a little bit before, especially maybe four to six weeks before the wedding. And the difference in my training when we came back from the wedding where I wasn't overeating, but where I was eating what a human needs to Mm -hmm. eat. For me personally, what was healthy about that situation was I knew what I was doing. It's unhealthy, healthy, unhealthy, unhealthy, all in its own little box. Like it's a very, very nuanced situation. It's very individual. And like, I would love to be able to sit here and say, fuck it, I went and got another dress. I am who I am. I didn't need to change anything about me, but it's just not that simple. There are still things that I'm unpacking about it. And I actually think if we have more open conversations about these gray areas, it will help people more to relate to that situation. And I think, especially within this conversation, obviously there's so much shame people hold, I think, because they do hear an anti-diet conversation around diets are terrible and blah, 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 blah. And like, I think they are. I also think people have to do with their bodies what they want to do. And I truly believe in body autonomy. And I think you have to always go down the path that you think is best for you. Like I said, it's not something I would promote or work with someone on in that respect. But I completely respect your decisions. I respect this person sending in the questions decisions because we all have to, we all know ourselves best. Like, you know, you know your situation best this person asking the question knows their situation best so I think it's like not a place to not a place to judge judge, and equally I think there's a lot of shame in even feeling the inclination to diet or wanting to or still wanting to lose weight despite knowing the risks and the pros and cons and everything and I think people do feel a lot of shame around that and I think it stops people I think it's a barrier to people being maybe more open-minded with stuff and having honest conversations and, you know, maybe even just being more aware of their relationship with food and exercise, you know, because it feels like, I think every person who's stepping away from diet culture, like still has weight loss thoughts, still has things about their body that they don't always like, still has those moments. If you didn't, I think like that you'd be lying you'd you'd be lying because like I know I do I know that I also now have the tools to manage that through a long you know through trial and error because it's trial and error and it sounds to me like even this whole situation was a bit of trial and error leading up to the wedding and you're going oh I realized actually I wasn't eating enough and yes there was a part of it there was an intention behind that but you realized the impact that had on your training had on other aspects of your life and so you know like yeah there's a part of me that I've even said to Kelly my personal trainer I've said oh god there's a part of me that wishes I could turn back time and eaten the right amount 
to see how much more my training was pushed, maybe like I would have felt even better than I did. Mm. Because there were times where I felt restricted. There were times even on the week before when everyone's eating pasta and pizza and I'm thinking like, fuck, I should have like a tomato salad because what if I bloat when I don't finish my dress? You know, those are thoughts that I never thought I would feel ever again. But for me, the like I said, the healthier thing, the healthiest option was that I was aware of it. There have been times where I've ordered the tomato and onion salad thinking I was completely normal for that decision. And I don't know how many times we have to say it. We know diets don't work. There's, mm-hmm. They just don't work because from under eating, when we came back, I had a really balanced relationship, but there's been five days. I was always waiting for my period. I was also waiting for my period as well, but I've had five binging days, I think five or six binging days post wedding. I know that that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't restricted anything before. Mm. I know that wouldn't have happened because I haven't had binging eating days for like since post, since before 2017. So my situation with that dress was really like every, I felt like everything was contradicted. I felt like I was contradicting myself. I feel like the thought was contradicting the thought after. It was a very confusing situation, but I just kind of make peace with it and I don't judge myself for it because I know I was in control and I know that I'm still learning and you know oh god I'd love to see how my attitude would change if I was getting married in two years time from Mm -hmm. now I really think it would be hugely different especially now I feel balanced again with food and exercise but you know COVID did change a lot and it is what it is just don't put pressure on yourself and don't beat yourself up for how you're feeling there's Mm. plenty of tools out there to manage it there are and I think speaking of like how to manage it in a in a healthy way I think talk to people about it 100% talk to people around you talk to the person you're marrying you know say like this is what I'm feeling I mean this will I'm sure I want to do more episodes on this topic obviously I'm it's a while till I get married so I'm sure I'm going to have so many thoughts on this but I think obviously David proposed to you in 2018 yeah and he would have married you yeah then just as you are doesn't you know no pressure from him and that the person he married like it's the person inside you know that they're they're proposing to and that they want to marry and that there's this all this other stuff around it and factors like address and photos which we're going to get into a second and that kind of complicate it yeah that just like complicates it and this is the thing i think this is the saddest thing about the wedding industry it takes so much away from the marriage it takes Mm. so much away from what's important and this is gonna sound so awful. The one resentment I have from the wedding, and it's like a really complicated situation in itself, is that David and I felt so close to each other that I almost didn't care if no one was there, which sounds horrendous because like I love my family and friends. But when I feel my relationship now, the way I feel it is now, I feel like there wasn't much or there wasn't enough for just the two of us. Mm. And one of the, coincidentally, one of the things that we thought of when we nearly canceled the wedding, like the third or fourth time was we just wanted to go to Vegas and get married, the two of us. And there's like a tiny bit of me that feels like I kind of wished we'd have had that because my marriage and my relationship with my husband is so different to all of the other feathery bits around a wedding and I value it so much more than I ever have before I almost resent not prioritizing that over a bloody shade of pink rose or how I should have had my hair or who's sitting next to who is she going to be pissy if she's not and do you know what I mean like 
Oh, it's I like love a little that. thing. <laughs> this leads on really nicely to a voice note we received from someone. Hey, Tally. So I'm getting married in December and I've been working really hard on feeling very positive about my body. And um, I've bought a beautiful dress that I feel really good in and fits me and makes me feel really, really happy. I'm not feeling pressure from anyone else, which I'm very thankful for. But the one thing I worry about is that whenever I take any photos of myself or someone else takes photos of myself, I never like them. And I may eventually i hope i will eventually but my real worry is that with spending so much on a photographer making sure that i feel really happy with the photos taken on the day and that makes me worry and makes me think that i should lose weight and want to lose weight and i'm really struggling with that so i would love to know your thoughts and yeah get your opinions on it thanks so much i absolutely love the podcast bye once again anonymous but what a lovely question. So and I lovely. feel like you as a part-time model as well, we've, we've just thrown another bit onto your CV. Um, a makeup artist, a part-time model, a content creator, weight campaigner, lifter. weightlifter, bride. <laughs> Talk to us about photos on the wedding day. Okay, so a few things. First of all, how amazing that you feel like that. Like hold on to that yeah. because that's, you, you've already got so much more than a lot of brides. You mm. want to feel amazing. The second thing is wedding photographers are so skilled. They're so good at their job. They get the lighting right. You will never have had photos taken of you like that because that is their job. And I know it's hard to, again, pin this pressure on these being the best photos you've ever had of yourself. But just to like bring back reality, I loved our photographers. I wouldn't change a thing. There were still some photos that I was like, uh, no, thank you, didn't like that. That's okay. We don't have to pin all of everything on, on one thing. So I woke up on my wedding morning. I did actually do a workout. This is how changed I am. Um, <laughs> I did a workout and I said to Cheska, I was like, oh my God, I feel really different. Like, I feel like I'm glowing, like literally glowing. She was like, hun, you look different. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like such a happy day where the last thing you'll be thinking of is your good side, your bad side. Is this photo gonna be good? When you look back as well, it's the moment photos that are the beautiful photos. The photo that you love that I posted, I was mid moaning about my shoes in that photo. Really? Yeah. Like mid, like, oh, so annoyed. I'm like obsessed with it. And it turned out like my, it's my favorite photo. And there were so many, like, another thing that like afterwards I was like, oh, for God's sake, all I did was moan about how much my feet hurt when we were doing couples photos. Like if I hadn't have moaned, would the photos have been any nicer? It's just so ridiculous. Like we had some beautiful photos. Some of the nicest photos are taken from your friends on their, on their phone. So I know it's like a lot to think, oh, no one, I don't like any photos now. But on your wedding day, you will like the photos. There will at least be one photo you like. And also it's the memories and i that, that that was what i was gonna say i think the photos shouldn't i think we boil the photos down too much to like what you looked like in exactly. the exactly and really a, a great photographer will capture how you felt in that, the moment yeah. and like and if you feel amazing what, already then that the photos are going to reflect yeah, that that's what you want to be left with you know it's nice to have the photo and be like oh you know wow you look so beautiful and stunning and everything and that's amazing but also it's really great to look at them and go wow that's a, such a special memory with my family with my partner all of those things are so like that's really what we're trying to capture and remember yeah. and 
I also on a practical note, just because I've been looking into this myself, and I don't know if you did this, but lots of photographers apparently also include sort of engagement shoots as part of their packages. So you can often shoot with your photographer first and they help you feel comfortable in front of the camera and you can always have a trial run. So for a lovely voice noter, that could be a, an option if you have Definitely. time between now and your wedding later this year to, to do that just so you can get, and they, you know, your photographer gets to know you you get to know what works for you both, how to get the best out of both of you and just have fun with it. Because, you know, I also think the, the best photos I ever see are candid ones. When you're not looking, when you're not posing, when you're not told to place your hand here, look here, yeah. this expression now. The mo- the candid ones are the most beautiful. So I think that that's what's truly, you know, truly captures the essence of the day. Yeah, but the, the other thing is like, I, I wish you could like realize how far you are for feeling this great already yes. because your the photos will only reflect how you feel mm-hmm. whether that's a moment whether it's a solo shot whatever it is if you feel fantastic and don't forget this is all how you're feeling before the actual wedding day when you've got your hair your makeup your dress and everything together you will feel so fantastic the photos will just reflect it oh well all the best for your wedding in December. Keep us updated with how it goes. And, and we how can't the wait to see your photos. <laughs> I know. Tag the podcast in your photos and we'd love to hear it. And if you would like to have your question answered by myself and that week's guest, Sasha was incredible today. You can WhatsApp us. You can text us or voice note 75 And we would love to hear from you and we would love to answer your questions. Okay, Sasha, it's come to the time of the podcast where we ask every guest, what has been your most recent train happy moment? We were doing, I was actually doing a class, one of my PT's class again, it's female only. So there's only about nine of us in the class. And we were on like the last round and I think there was sprints and I bloody hate sprinting. And I don't know what happened. I just, in the last round, I just fully went for it. And to fully go for it without an agenda, just because my body was like, go on, you can do it. And Kelly made a, co- a comment. She was like, oh, someone's running fast today. And I was like literally sprinting. I was just really pushing myself. I think it has to be that. Cause I just like, I kind of remember the feeling in that moment where I was just pushing my body, but for no reason, not for like, oh God, I'm gonna go and eat dinner after or, I can have pasta now, none of those. It was just, look how fit and strong you've become. Like you can do this. And you know what, that's such a thing with intuitive movement. People often say like, oh, if you're intuitive movement, same with intuitive eating, you must only eat crisps or whatever. And if you're an intuitive mover, then obviously you just sit on the sofa and like do a gentle stretch every now and then. And you know what, that is part of the journey for some people, but you eventually get to a point where you do push yourself outside your comfort zone. Yeah. You do challenge yourself because you know your body, you know yourself well, you knew, right, I've got the beans today. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to see what happens. I've got nothing to lose. Let's just have fun and just do it. Yeah. And you have those moments when you're like working with your body and that was your body telling you, you know, go for it. And I'm so pleased that you had that and you were able to challenge yourself and see like, you know what, you can do it. Oh, Sasha, I've had the best time chatting with you today. Me too. I feel like we could go on for another 12 hours. I'm sure off the back of this episode, no doubt, 
people will want to have you back for a third time. So just... Three's a charm. Just wait for my call. <laughs> Let's get David on and Jack. <gasps> oh, I'd love that. David would hate that. <laughs> uh, I would love it though. <laughs> Sasha, where can everyone follow you, see your wedding photos and just generally enjoy your awesomeness oh thank you it's just at sasha polari on instagram tiktok and youtube just my name so s-a-s-h-a-p-a-l-l-a-r-i and we will be sure to tag you and share you and make sure everyone's following thank, thank you. you so much sasha this has thank been you the for best having me <laughs> my pleasure so that is it for this week's episode of the train happy podcast thank you so much for listening I hope you took something away from this episode and if you did, please let us know by sending feedback. You can find us on Instagram at Train Happy Podcast, where you'll find clips of our episodes and behind the scenes footage. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, please rate and review as it really, really helps to support and boost the train happy message. And if you have a train happy moment you want to share or a question you would like to put forward to myself or our guests, then please get in touch via the podcast WhatsApp. Text or voice note us on 075-999-275-37 and we would love to hear from you. And we will be back next week with a brand new episode on Monday. Until then... 